Hey, welcome to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Fullerton. I'm a certified personal trainer, a registered nurse, and I am passionate about teaching people how to fit fitness into their busy lives. Bad crash diets, gimmicky fitness trends, and over-restriction are not welcome here. Instead, I am focused on helping you build fitness habits that are sustainable, realistic, and enjoyable. I want to help you take the next step towards your fitness goals. So let's get into it. Hey there, welcome to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. Today we're going to conclude our macronutrient intro series with an episode all about healthy dietary fats. If you've missed the previous two episodes, you can check out episode 39, which was all about protein, episode 40, which was all about carbohydrates, and episode 41, which is today's episode, is going to be all about dietary fats. Now I'm going to give the same disclaimer that I gave in the previous two episodes. The purpose of these episodes is meant to be a general overview of these three different macronutrients. Macro meaning big, nutrients meaning nutrients our body needs. Most foods that we eat each day are some ratio of these three macronutrients, as well as several vitamins and minerals, etc. But these three big nutrients are the ones that we're going to be reviewing in this uh, three episode series. Now, the reason I say this is because nutrition science is incredibly complex. So this is only meant to be a very general overview. If you have questions about anything that I go over in any of these episodes, please reach out to me. You can message me on social media, Sarah C. Fullerton on Instagram, Coach Sarah with Next Step Fitness on Facebook, or you can send me an email to podcast at nxtstepfitness.com. I understand that this stuff can be a little overwhelming at times. I purposely saved the fat episode for the last one because this one is the trickiest one. I think for me as a coach, as well as you, the listener, it's really easy to get into the weeds when you're talking about fats. So I'm going to do my best to keep things general and review as much as possible. But again, if you have any questions or anything feels confusing for you, please do not hesitate to reach out and ask. One of the concepts that I want to kind of spend a few minutes discussing right off the bat is the saying that fat makes you fat. So I think the term fat can be interchangeable in a lot of ways for some people that you think if you're going to eat a lot of dietary fat, that's what's going to make you gain weight and and gain fat in your body. That is not true. What fat is or what adipose tissue is, that's the clinical term for fat tissue, what that is is excess energy. That can come from any sort of excess calories that we're taking in in our food each day. So that can come from protein, that can come from carbs, and or that can come from fat. What fat is in the body is excess energy that we are taking in that we don't need for our activity and to keep our bodily systems functioning. If we have more than we need, our body's going to save that for later. And how it saves it is by turning it into fat tissue. So uh, just right off the bat, eating fat does not make you fat. Fat is an important macronutrient. Our bodies need fat in many different ways for many different reasons, some of which I'll go over today. But right off the bat, I just wanted to make that clarification that fat is is an important macronutrient. You need healthy fats for your body to function properly, and eating fat is not going to make you fat 
an excess amount of food that you eat, an excess amount of calories, that is what's going to make you gain weight and gain fat over time. Okay, let's go ahead and dive in. So this episode is about dietary fat, not about fat tissue in our bodies. So what is dietary fat? So dietary fat is the third macronutrient that we're going through in this series that our bodies require daily from the food that we eat. The other two are proteins and carbohydrates. Fats, um, scientifically, their structure, they're made up of long chains of carbon and hydrogen. We're getting into kind of the sciency part of this. So bear with me here. This is called a hydrocarbon. So carbons and hydrogen together forms a hydrocarbon. They stick together in long chains. Some of them are short chains, some of them are medium chains, and some of them are longer. So the more carbons you have with the hydrogens attached makes a longer chain. This determines what type of fat it is. There are several different types of fat that we'll go over throughout the course of this episode. So like proteins and carbohydrates, fats can be broken down by our bodies into smaller parts to be used for various purposes within our bodies. So the smallest form of a fat is called a fatty acid. So when you're taking in fat in your food, your body's going to break that down into fatty acids. And there are several different types of those as well. So you have a chain of carbons with the hydrogens attached. However many hydrogens there are, this is what causes saturation. Now I'm going to keep this very general here. So don't be, don't be uh, intimidated if uh, some of the science terms are a little uncomfortable for you. We're going to get through this. So if you've heard of saturated fats or unsaturated fats, that's where this term comes from. My certifying body, Precision Nutrition, uses a great analogy for this. If you can picture a parking lot full of empty spaces, so like one white line down the center with parking spots on either side of that white line, the white line is the carbon chain. And each car that is parked in those spots represents a hydrogen. Now, if all of the parking spots are full, there's no free parking anywhere, there's no free available parking spaces, if each space has a car parked in it, that's what causes the fat to be saturated. So if there are free spots available, let's say there's one or two or more empty spaces, there's cars parked in some, but not in all, that's what makes the fat unsaturated. So all I want you to remember for the sake of this episode is that if all of the hydrogens are full, if all the parking spaces are full, it's a saturated fat, that means it's more solid at room temperature. If there's parking spaces available or there's hydrogen, uh, there's missing hydrogens, that makes it unsaturated. Unsaturated fats tend to be more liquid at room temperature. We'll go over that again in a little bit. But most dietary fat sources, think about butter, cheese, avocados, nuts, seeds. We're going to go over a lot of that stuff in a few minutes. But most dietary sources of fat are a combination of the two. It's very rare that you're going to get something that is a 100% saturated fat or a 100% unsaturated fat. They definitely tend to favor one or the other or tend to have a greater ratio of one or the other, but most dietary fat sources are going to be some combination. Okay, so we've talked briefly about what fats are and what is a saturated fat, meaning all the parking spaces are full of hydrogen, 
or what's an unsaturated fat, mean, meaning that there's a parking space or two free of hydrogen atoms. But what are fats utilized for in the body? Well, fats serve a lot of very important purposes in the body. They are the most energy-dense macronutrient. And what I mean by that is that when you're comparing protein and fat together just in terms of the energy that it gives you, you're going to get more energy from fat than you are from protein. Generally, you get about four calories per gram from protein and you get nine calories per gram from fat. So fat is going to give you a lot of energy in a much smaller package. Fats are really important for brain development, nervous system development, and they also help us absorb some fat-soluble vitamins that we wouldn't be able to absorb otherwise. And they also serve a very important role in hormone production and hormone balance. So there's lots of really important jobs that fat has within our body. All right, so we talked a little bit about unsaturated fat versus saturated fat. We talked a little bit about the purposes that the or the jobs that fat has in our bodies, things like hormone balance, uh, brain development and management, as well as uh, certain um, absorption of certain vitamins. But let's talk a little bit more about the difference between saturated fat and unsaturated fat. Now, saturated fat, like I said earlier, tends to be more solid at room temperature. So you can think about things like butter or cheese or the fat on um, an animal protein like beef or chicken that has fat on it or full fat cheese and yogurt. So eating saturated fats in higher amounts can be linked to an increase in LDL cholesterol. There's several different types of cholesterols that's um, outside the scope of this episode, but that type of cholesterol may increase your risk for stroke and heart attack. So it's very important that we monitor our intake of these types of fats and balance it with the other type of fat, which is unsaturated fats. So I am never going to give a blanket statement regarding a recommended amount for uh, saturated fat or unsaturated fat or any macronutrient for that matter, because everything is very individualized. I really believe that you need to look at it in context of your whole diet, your current health status and your activity level, as well as various other factors. I also am not qualified to give advice um, in that area. So if you are curious about getting more individualized recommendations regarding cholesterol and saturated fats and those types of uh, topics, I would highly encourage you to seek out the advice of your healthcare professional. That is what they are there for. They know what's going to work best for you individually. But the main takeaway that I want you to have about learning about saturated fats versus unsaturated fats, which we'll talk about unsaturated fats in a minute, is to remember that it's important for most people to get a balance, all right? There's very rarely do we have black and white, all or nothing um, opinions in nutrition science because it is so individualized. So learn as much as you can to make the best decision for you. Okay, so moving on to unsaturated fats, those are the fats that have those open hydrogen parking spots. Those tend to be more liquid at room temperature. So think about things like olive oil or vegetable oils, fish and nuts. And those are actually broken up into two main types. So there are two main types of unsaturated fats. There's monounsaturated fats and polyunsaturated fats. So if you um, listen to the first part of each word, mono, that means one. So 
one unsaturated, and poly, that means multiple or more than one unsaturated fats. So if the carbon chain only has one open parking spot, it's a monounsaturated fat. If it has more than one open parking space, I love that precision nutrition parking space analogy. I think it just makes so much sense. So one open parking spot, it's a monounsaturated fat. If it has multiple parking spots, it's a polyunsaturated fat. So let's talk a little bit about where you can find um, good sources of those different types of unsaturated fats. So monounsaturated, that's one parking spot open. Like I said earlier, most vegetable oils will have this. Things like avocados, nuts, and nut butters will have um, monounsaturated fats. Polyunsaturated fats, you can find those in seeds, corn oil, flaxseed, walnuts are a great source of polyunsaturated fats, and fatty fish. What I want you to take away from this episode is that it's just important to have a balance of all all the types, all right? Individually, you might have um, more individual recommendations for your particular person, but having a wide range in your diet is a really good starting place. So what I want you to pay attention to are the items that I'm listing and thinking about how can I fit more of these items into my diet? If I enjoy avocados, maybe I can try eating a few more avocados during the week. If I enjoy things like walnuts and fish, maybe I can try fitting in another serving of fatty fish into my diet during the week. Like I always say, knowledge is powerful, so just learning about this stuff helps you be your own advocate when you're making decisions regarding what's gonna be best for you and your diet. Okay, to finish us off, I'm going to talk a little bit about polyunsaturated fats. Now, those are found in sunflower and corn oils. You can also find these in flax seeds, walnuts, and fatty fish are a good source of polyunsaturated fats. Now, if you've ever heard about omega-3s or omega-6s, they're very popular um, in nutrition science. Those are both forms of polyunsaturated fats, and those two serve very important purposes in the body, and they serve kind of opposite purposes. So because of that, it's very important that we try to balance our um, level of omega-3s with our level of omega-6s. Omega-3s have anti-inflammatory properties in the body, and omega-6s have certain pro-inflammatory properties. Now, some people get a little nervous when they when they hear the word inflammation and they think the inflammation is bad. Inflammation is a natural response for the body to have in response to illness or injury or those types of things. So that does signify um, something negative happening within the body. But remember that not all inflammatory processes are bad, and it is natural for the body to have certain inflammation happen from time to time. That's actually a positive thing. A good example of this is when you are strength training, part of muscle development does involve some damage to the body. We challenge our body to change it. And in doing so, we do purposely incur slight damaging to the muscles. That's how our muscles can get bigger over time. So in that case, we would like that inflammatory process to happen. So just a point that not all inflammatory processes are bad. And those omega-6s have pro-inflammatory properties. Omega-3s have the opposite effect. They have natural anti-inflammatory properties. 
So this is why having a balance between the two is so important because they kind of have a opposite uh, relationship to each other. There are a lot of natural sources of omega-6s in the standard American diet, but not so much omega-3s. A lot of people can be deficient in omega-3s. So trying to add in some good sources of omega-3s like flax seeds, hemp seeds, and fatty cold water fish, those are three good sources of omega-3s. Try to fit those into your diet when you can. There are also several omega-3 supplements available on the market if you're interested in utilizing a supplement. And if you are, I would always uh, recommend chatting with your healthcare provider because they can find and recommend uh, one that's going to work well for you. All right, so I think I'm going to wrap up the episode here. I know that we've covered a lot. We've talked about what fats are. We've talked about how they work in the body. We've talked about why the body needs fat, as well as the differences between dietary fats and adipose tissue or fat tissue within the body. We've talked about saturated fats, unsaturated fats, and then we continued on to talk about monounsaturated fats and polyunsaturated fats. Now, I know that that is a lot. So please, I remind you again, if you have questions, because this stuff can get complicated, I don't want you to be confused by any of this information, and I am here to help you. So please reach out with your questions on social media, or you can email me, podcast at nxtstepfitness.com. I want to remind you that the biggest takeaway I want you to have from this episode is just to have more knowledge about these macronutrients and then to take that knowledge to make choices that are going to work well for you. Again, I will add the fat shopping list to the show notes of this episode. And just like the protein list and the carbohydrate list, utilize these resources to maybe try a new source of a macronutrient that you haven't tried before or to reintroduce you to one that maybe you haven't had in a while. Get curious, ask questions, and understand that trial and error is part of the process. But experimentation leads to better information, better knowledge over time, and better decisions that are going to work well for you. So until we meet again, good luck with your workouts this week, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Hey there, thank you so much for listening to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure you subscribe. Ready to take the next step? Consider writing a review or sharing this podcast with a friend. I would love to hear from you. If you have any fitness or nutrition related questions, please send them to podcast at nextstepfitness.com. Remember, the next has no E. It's nxtstepfitness.com. You can find me on Instagram at Sarah C. Fullerton and on Facebook at Coach Sarah with Next Step Fitness. Remember to check out my website, nextstepfitness.com. There you can find the show notes for this episode, information on my one-on-one coaching programs, and additional bonus content. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, remember, just focus on taking the next step, because that's what will lead to lasting success. Talk to you soon.